Welcome to today's Men's Pocket Guide podcast with me, Rob. And me, Rich. How are you doing, Rob? I'm so good. So good. So glad to hear you enthusiastic and pumped for this podcast. As always, anything that we do together, I'm just pumped for. But can I, before we go on, okay, yeah. can I just explain to the YouTube viewers who might be looking at my ceiling thinking, he's slack. It's just that we're in the middle of, well, I'm in the middle of de- decorating. So painting the ceilings, painting the walls, getting new light fixtures. So um, we're just in between at the moment. So please excuse that. I try to get yeah, how, how long has this project taken you, mate? Do you know what? Time is of no essence, okay? It's, it's <laughs> the important thing is the quality of the job, okay? <laughs> so yeah, how when you dare are... anyone think that you are slack <laughs> taking three months to get your kitchen redecorated? Three months, you know what? Three months, mate, that is quick. Three months is really quick, actually, but um, mm. slightly longer than that. But we'll see. When, you, when you're invited back here, you'll be impressed. Today's podcast is going to be all about the spoken word and how important our words are. Um, so, but I want to open up with a question to you, Rob, and viewers, listeners can um, answer this question as well. Obviously, we won't hear the answer, but if you could choose who was your favourite superhero and why? Superhero, Jesus Christ. Oh, come on. I mean, come on. That's a very, very Christian. Good boy. 10 points, 10 brownie points. Yes. Come on, let's get real. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. Like, I think one thing, let's bear in mind that Jesus had supernatural powers, not superhuman powers. So there we Correct. go. Uh, okay, Correct. I'm just playing. I'm Correct. just playing. It. That, that wasn't the real answer. That wasn't the real answer. <laughs> um, um, you know, like, the thing is, I was tempted to almost say Hancock. Because, like, <laughs> he is the funniest and the best. See where you're going, like, yeah. That movie was so entertaining. Um, it was, yeah. I think, all right, let's be real, let's be real. Um, The Hulk. The Hulk, okay. Yeah. Um, I can guess why, but go on, explain why. I think I love his superhuman strength. I love mm. the fact that he just batters everything, and, and it's just careless, like, what you know? One thing that I really didn't like about the the newer Marvel movies was the accountability yeah. factor that somebody had to come in at play. Yeah, like it yeah. removed all yeah. the fun out of the movies. Like everyone wants to see the Hulk smash stuff. They don't want smash. to see him then have to yeah, apologize exactly. later or sign an agreement exactly. to say he's not going to do it anymore. <laughs> I see. Yeah, you know what that reminds me. Yeah, because if if you haven't seen Endgame, guys, just shut your ears. But the way that they treated Hulk in Endgame. Disappointing, very disappointing. Okay, so Hulk is your your guy. Yeah, uh, me, um, it's easy. It's from day one for me. Superman. No. Why does everybody no. say that? Why does you just hate us, right? Superman is undefeatable. Exactly. Can, and that's and that is why because once once it turns up, it's all over. All right, there's ultimate respect there. Yeah, I just but think Spider-Man that it's, comes a close second. I mean, Spider-Man's real, you know, because he uh, he has flaws. Superman has no flaws. Like you said, he's undefeatable. So I suppose that, like, let's remove away from the superhero for, mm. an ass, for a minute. It just leads to the most predictable storyline. <laughs> but other okay. than, like, I agree with you in terms of if he is, who's the ultimate superhero of Superman. So my next question, that's it's um, following on from this, is if you could have any superpower, what superpower would you choose? 
I think superhuman strength. Like, not that I would go around just right. smashing everything like the Hulk. I was going to say, that. I, yeah. I mean, it would save and redecorate in a little bit, wouldn't it? You know, like just, bam, <laughs> just punch a hole through there. There's my new dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think the the appeal of having just an an unending amount of strength just seems kind of cool. Okay. The um, the ability to fly. Yeah. I think that's just something that I'd love to do because. You know, you just get to places on time, wouldn't you? You know, you wouldn't have to worry about traffic. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. You yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole Superman no, storyline is, is built around <laughs> Superman being punctual. Everything. <laughs> you know, like, it's all about him getting to work on time. And it's, it's all about well, it's him, <laughs> you know, arriving to dinner on time. I mean, that that's yeah. what makes him an amazing hero, his punctuality. Well, it's, it's part of it. It's part of it. Because you know, if there's something happening around the other side of the world, you know that if you're in trouble, Superman's going to be there on time. He's not going to be waiting for the bus or getting in the car. He's going to be there on time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure so... the Hulk never had to wait for the bus, mate. <laughs> no, Maybe not. Yeah. Probably because he... Movies. Yeah, probably because he stepped on it by accident, yeah? <laughs> All right, okay, fine. Right. Iron Man. I've but... never seen Iron Man wait for the bus. Wonder Woman yeah, never he's seen got her he's got a, the bus. He's, yeah, but he's got Iron Man's got to put on the suit, choose the right suit, and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's a long thing. Superman, bam! You don't even have to take off his suit. And put all right, this Superman is becoming a difficult conversation. Away. Get on with the podcast. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, <laughs> it's going the wrong way. Right. So the whole point, believe it or not, there was a point to those questions. Okay. And my next question to you is then, as mere mortals as we are. Mm. What do you think is our most powerful attribute as a human being? Well, I mean, the, the Bible talks about the tongue having the, the power of life or death. Yeah, that's right. That's, and that's it. Because I was going to say, the, the spoken word, the words that we use, they have uh, an incredible power, incredible effect on us, on people around us, on situations. And, you know, so, and that's where we go in today, is just talking about words the words we use because our words have energy and i i was sitting down and thinking about <clears throat> i had a very intelligent moment i thought right let me just sum this up in a kind of a sentence and, and i wrote this this is pretty good you'd be impressed with this so words have energy and power with the ability to help heal hinder hurt harm humiliate and humble that's that that's is called, really really good uh, there's a lot yeah. of h's there yeah, but that's what we call alliteration. Every single yeah. one of them, I fully agree. And uh, yeah, let's not remove away from actually what you've done. That that that's it. That's good. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it it just it just it just brings out how important our words are and how they can last have so many different effects on so many different situations. Go dig into that a little bit deeper in a bit. But I want you to think about back in your school days, secondary school, high school. Do you remember, especially as guys, especially me, me, I went to an old boys high school, so this was really apparent, but it, very, very competitive. And most guys wanted to express their power in different ways. So there were some guys who were expressed that through how tough they were, how many people they could beat up in a day or a week, or others would be how smart they were in class, or how sporty they were or how popular or how attractive they were you know so so many different ways to for us to kind of express our powers i'm, I'm just going to ask you which which one of those or any others did you kind of lean towards when you were at school 
Man, school for me was trying to fit in, which I don't think I did particularly well at the best of times. Yeah, I didn't like high school too much, but I, um, right. yeah, that ability to to fit in, be funny, be popular, be liked, that right. was generally right. what, yeah. Right, so. Strive for. Right, yeah. Yeah, me, me, it was, it was more like, uh, I tried to show it through how strong I was. So I used to arm wrestle everybody. I even arm wrestled my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember vividly arm wrestling my English teacher and I beat him. And my days, I was like a hero in that school. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was the way I kind of wanted to show, you know, how important I was or show my power. But years down the line and thinking back to school and trying to remember situations, I think for me, and I think for maybe a lot of people, maybe yourself as well, Rob, is one thing that I remembered most is what people said. The mm. encouraging things that people said, teachers said, friends said, or the not so nice things that were said to me. And yeah. you just maybe think about, we tried so, those guys tried so many different ways in trying to show that power. But if you think it back, it's always what was said to you, that kind of has that long lasting effect or that more powerful effect on you. That that phrase, sticks and stones and breaking bones, but words will never hurt me. Absolute yeah. rubbish. Because I can now, I, I can't remember who the toughest guys were at school. I can't remember who the smartest guys were at school, but I can remember some of the things that were said to me. Yeah. So it's just, you know, expressing how important words are and how important the things we say or have heard are and how they have a long lasting effect. I, th I think you're spot on. I remember in my school reports, teachers generally writing the same thing and it really hung up on me. In fact, it really kind of centralised the, the path that I walked in school because every single report said, Rob does just enough right. to get by. And and so what I did was just enough to get by. To that, get by. That, was, like, that was my school life. Up until like maybe six, seven months to go to in GCSEs, I was always the guy mm. who did just enough so teachers didn't complain but not enough to really push myself beyond sitting and chilling in class. And, and you know, uh, it just just flew into my mind. Uh, last night, I was, um, I've got a couple of school friends on Facebook. Yeah. And one of them was just talking about the lockdown, how he's struggling. So I put a little comment on there and said, you know, we'll get through this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And uh, another friend who I went to school with, who I've not spoken to for over 30 years, said, is that, Rich Stanley, and he says, I just want to thank you for helping me through middle school and secondary school. You were really patient with me. I was a handful, and you helped me to mature. I was like, I couldn't even remember the guy. I, I can't, to now, to this day, I can't remember who he is. But that just showed, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel really bad about that. I hope he's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, I just lost I did say to him, I remember the name, but I can't remember the face. But we were, we were arranging to, to hook up at some point and just, you know, just yeah. to catch up. But it just brought, brought back the point of, oh, my gosh, the words we say, the things that we say are so important and have mm. such, that's over 30 years ago. And he's like saying, that changed me. I'm not saying it to blow me on trumpet or anything, but it, it, it just kind of backs up what we're talking about today. And yeah. then we move into adulthood and we think about we have to be very responsible for the way we say things. We have a lot to say. We have a lot we want to say, but we've got to be really responsible about what we say, how we say it and who we say it to. I mean, the things that come out of our mouths tell other people about who we are, where we are and what we are. 
our words, not just how we say them, but it's also the words we say um, are so important. Think before we speak. As men, we have a little bit of bass in our voices and mm. it naturally has a bigger effect when a guy shouts, but we have to use it wisely, use it very carefully. Because like we said, words have power and they can affect, yeah? I mean, I used to be in a choir, in a black gospel church, really big choir. You know, there's three parts of the choir, soprano, alto, yeah. tenor. And obviously I was a tenor. And there weren't <laughs> many tenors. Lots of sopranos, quite a few altos, but not many tenors. But you, did, you don't need to have many tenors because three or four guys, tenor voices, can overpower 10 sopranos. You know, it's just the way the voice is, the, the mm. tone of the voice. So we naturally have that power. So we just need to be aware of that, but use it appropriately. I, what kind of comes into my head at, at times, like real standout moments of Jesus using authority in his voice, like Peter doesn't want Jesus to to go to the cross. You know, he, t- he, mm. he kind of tells his disciples that there's going to be a point now where he's, he's going to be going and and and. Peter screams no, obviously, in, in his human heart that he doesn't want to lose such a, a, cro- a close mentor, friend, you know, to him. And, and Jesus uses the words, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's authority in that. There is real authority in that. And you think when you read the Bible Absolutely. and then you're like, they may appear in the moment quite harsh words, given that all Peter was expressing was just love from his heart. But, you know, like mm. within that context, Jesus needed to speak authority over the situation. Absolutely. And it's it's about the word. Like I said before, the words we say, say a lot about us. And mm. we all know people who just talk for talking sake, who just take any opportunity to speak. And even though they're saying lots of words, they're not really saying anything. Those who give voice to passing feelings, and just express their feelings all the time. Um, and those who have no filters. We all know people like that who just speak stuff and they are just say have no regard to the effect of their words. And we, as men and men of God, we've got to be absolutely aware of how we say things and what we say. One common thing is gossip. Gossip right. is so easy to get into. Especially yeah. if you're working in a group, working in an office or whatever, there's always somebody, people who want to gossip. And I think we're kind of wired into wanting to find out about other people anyway. So we're mm. kind of interested, especially if it's Fair. something negative. Yeah. So, um, but we've got to be so careful not to get involved in that gossip because it's, it's negative talk. As children of God, we can't be getting involved in that. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's also important that, you know, silence says a lot as well. I mean, you know, it's interesting when, when you bring up the fact about, you know, like gossip, I think even being present in a gossiping conversation and staying silent is still affirming that gossiping is okay. If you affirm something, or, yeah. sorry, you stay silent yeah. in a situation, without the challenge, you, you just, your presence is still occupying that entertainment of the conversation. So it's it's much better that you are, you know, either remove yourself if you don't, you know, you can't muster the the words to kind of actually challenge it or challenge it in a loving and and, and heartfelt way. You know, we've got to speak with love. We've Mm. got to speak with encouragement. But at the same time, Mm. we should be challenging Mm. conversations like that in the office. We should be challenging conversations like that in the church. 
Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, even by law, if you if you gossip in such a way, it's called slander. If you if you're talking about somebody else negatively in the wrong way, it's called slander. So it's not good. It's but it's so easy to get involved in it. It's so easy to get caught up in it. What we're saying and what we're taking part in, and like you said, that silence. If you're saying, "Oh, I'm not going to take part in this," and not say anything, that's not helping the situation either, really, is it? So I totally agree with that. I'm going to bring the Bible into it as well because God's been showing me that the Bible, yes, it's a great book. Growing up, it was like you learn your memory verses, you learn the stories. It's more like a history book. There's some interesting things going on there, but the Bible is so so much more than that. So much right. more. It's 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 God's spoken word. It's the words coming from God. And as Christians, we've got a massive, a huge advantage of having this book to deal with situations that we have to put up with on on a daily basis. And being able to read God's word, being able to use God's words when we speak to others as well, uh, because it's really powerful. God used His words to create the world. God right. uses world His words to create what we see. You know, so that's how powerful his words are. And, and if he's made us in his image, our words can be just as powerful, can have as big an effect on situations, our own and others around us, if we choose the right words. And for me, what I found recently is the more I read God's word, the more that I'm using his words in my conversations, changing the perspective of even the way I think about situations, when you're when you realize that, oh my gosh, these words here that I'm reading on this page, they are powerful, they're coming from God's mouth. Mm. Come on now. They must be able to affect the situation. That's my my intention is to speak more using God's words. I don't mean speaking in I know a lot of people who, when you talk to them, they're just speaking Bible verses. Yeah. You know, ask them a question and they'll use a Bible verse to answer the question. And it's I don't mean that. I don't mean that, but having God's word in you, in your heart, and using that to influence the way you speak. I really love the fact that you, you're drawing out the authority in which God God speaks uh, and how powerful that is and, and how we can harness that as well. You know, I'd like to give just a real practical example. You know, one of my sure. wife's love languages um, if you don't know what a love language mm-hmm. is, uh, check out uh, Gary Chapman's webpage on uh, five love languages. Super useful for any uh-huh. relationship, marriage, family. Really great book. Her love language is is words of affirmation. So for mm-hmm. her, if I encourage her, that really shows to her she feels a sense of love from me. Okay. Yeah. And some people might be thinking, well, of course, that's true. Others of them might be thinking, really, because words don't matter to you as much and your love language might be different. But at the same yeah. time, because she has this hypersensitivity to words, because her love language is our words of affirmation, it means that if I criticize her, it means that if I say something which is a little bit negative to her, you know, let's face it, we all drop the ball many, many times. That hurts her more. So yeah, I've, I've yeah, learned that yeah. I've got to be really, really careful in the words that I speak to her because it's either going to bring a very love-affirming message to her or completely yeah. the counter to that. And that's not going to build up my marriage. That's not going to make us better. It's, it's only going to be detrimental to her. I've still got to, you know, we've still got to be able to sometimes deliver, you know, sometimes 
I don't know, a message of critique or something which, sure. you know, we've got to be real with one another because we're in a marriage. We should be able to do that. Hmm. But what I'm hmm. saying is that I have to be sensitive of the words that I'm using. I have to be very, very careful in the choice of those words. I, I, like, I love that example because uh, I'm thinking about my practical example is, is very similar to that. Um, yeah. I'm finding that conversations with my wife and my daughter are taking a little bit longer because I'm now it's taking a little bit more time to think about what I want to say and how it needs to come across. When we're angry, in that moment, whatever's going on in your head, however you're feeling comes out. And that is such a dangerous thing because things can be said in anger that can really cut. But I just need to work on taking my time, thinking about trying to put my feelings aside. What what am I trying? What point am I trying to make? What am I trying to fix here? What am I trying to expose here? And try to do that in the best way. And it's got to be in love. It's got to be in love. And that speaking in love, it's amazing how it just squashes arguments. Mm. You know, it just, it, it just like throws water on fire and it just like cools situations down. Um, it's so easy to <laughs> both going at it. But if one of you can remain calm and think about the word you're saying and think about how you're getting, how you put something across, it can squash, squash the anger, squash the um, the conflict. Um, but it's really difficult to do, especially if you've got a, a high temper anyway, naturally. I think that's one of the things that we need to work on um, mm-hmm. as guys, as men. I'm, I'm the type of person, as you know, Rob, I don't have much to say in discussions. I don't, I don't know why you're laughing. Right, so what I tend to do, you know, if you're around a table in a meeting and you've got people who are the natural chatters and you think, man, I've got to say something here because I'm the only one that's not saying anything. Yeah. But it's not about the amount you say. It's about the quality of what you say. Mm. It's about the thoughts behind it. Well, I was going to say that there's that phrase in there that uh, he who shouts the loudest gets heard, and yeah. and I think that we have to we have to quash that stereotype within masculinity to say that as men mm. we have to be we have to be loud to be heard. I think mm. what we've got to value is wisdom and knowledge. With wisdom and knowledge comes good words, comes measured mm. words, and and I think that mm. if we if we start to move that to being more of like a trait in which men express, I think that's going to be a better world. I think that's going to be a better stronger yeah. family. I think that's going to be a better workforce. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's not a, it's not a male exclusive thing. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but what I am saying hmm. is that hmm. the challenge to the masculinity, I think, is the fact that we've got to devalue shouting so loud and being so ferocious and instead really value wisdom and knowledge. So the Bible... In fact, was meant to be spoken out loud. And I think uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about decrees in a couple of seconds um, where we can speak out situations out loud uh, mm. and it makes a huge change. We already know words are powerful and we all go through circumstances that need addressing. And what I'm finding now is that I'm looking in the word for what God says about situations and speaking those words out loud over them. Because God's word can physically change, they spiritually change. In the spiritual world, it changes situations. When we speak God's words out loud, we kind of give 
authority to angels to unsheathe their swords and get down to business. We need to understand the power of God's word. We speak them. I mean, the Bible says we all we need to do is to resist the devil and he shall flee. And flee is like running, screaming. Mm. And that's just resisting. Can you imagine how many situations or circumstances we can change? And I'm not just talking about our own lives, but about the lives, the, the lives of the people that we do life with. Can you imagine if we used God's word in such a powerful way, it would change things physically and spiritually. You know, and that's the power that God has given us through his word. So I was I was like, like, oh my gosh, this is so, so good. So I've been kind of talking about decrees and, and making decrees on a morning and a decree is like just taking God's word and speaking it out loud. Um, and what do decrees do? They create and make changes in the spiritual and physical realms. They will literally, speaking God's word of situations will literally change things. They release, like I said, the angels so they can fight on our behalf. And very importantly, the third thing is they actually change us and our beliefs. They change how we think about situations. When we're speaking God's word over something, it's like I'm looking at it from a different perspective, not my own perspective. I'm looking at it from God's perspective and it builds our faith. It builds our belief and it, and it enables us to, to be more powerful and to be able to conquer situations that we're faced with. The speaking of God's word out loud, guys, is so important. And I really need us, to, need us to try this. I mean, at the moment of recording, we're going through lockdown point 3.0. It's tough, really tough for a lot of people. And this is the time where we need to kind of dig in, find the words of God that will meet our situations and speak them out loud. Speak them out loud. Release those angels and see what God can do. So, so good. The thing that was going through my mind as, as you were saying all that stuff was, um, mm. you know, to, to take dominion. You know, that God's, God's given us authority uh, to, to claim dominion. Yeah. You know, in yeah. other words, claim kingdom over, over yeah. those situations. You know, like you're talking about this yeah. lockdown right now. We have the power within our words to claim dominion over our situations yeah. and our home life, over our workplace. We have the power when we're in around a gossip situation to claim dominion and bring his kingdom into it. We have the power yeah. in our homes amongst our family to bring and claim dominion over our family. And that all comes with Amazing. our words. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and it's so simple. It's, it, it's so simple. Um, I mean, I've got a, I've got a few, just two or three decrees that I want to just share that I've been using um, over the last few few weeks. It's like one, for example, his his hand of grace and blessings is with me and my family, and it keeps us from harm. And like again, COVID nineteen, everybody is stressing, worrying, fretting. I'm not saying not to not to be careful. But knowing that I've spoken that of my family, I fully expect, I fully expect God to follow that through and to keep us safe from harm. Uh, another one is all my needs are met according to his riches and glory by Jesus. So my needs, all those needs that I worry about, my worry about, 
just speak it out. Speak it out and release God to just bless. Um, my prayers are powerful and effective. That is an amazing one because we all we, we pray a lot and sometimes we pray and we don't really believe what we're praying for. But if we actually say my prayers are powerful and effective, that changes how you think about what you're praying about. It changes your expectations. It just builds you up to think, you know what? I am praying to the almighty God. And that prayer is powerful and it is effective. There will be an effect. There will be a result. And then in my home and business, I am the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You know, so all of those things, we just need to speak them out loud and just yeah. watch watch God work. You know, so it's those really are good. just like a couple of decrees that I use. And um, in it's, in it's just changed me and how I see things and helps me get through certain situations as well. Um, and it just focuses my mind on him and not me, you know, so and I want to speak his words, his words, yeah. more of him, less of me. So, yeah, you know, we encourage you guys who are listening out there, you know, try something like this, particularly if you're finding yourself in a mindset where you're struggling in a situation or you're overwhelmed by a situation, you know, claim authority yeah. over it. You know, do as Rich has yeah. talked about, you know, write your decrees, speak those out. They have power. They have the power of God yeah. behind them and his authority. So, you know, speak yeah. over them and see how your situation shifts. Yeah. Amen, guys. Just just give it a go. Give it a go. And and you don't have to find laws. Just one or two, two or three, three or four, whatever it is, go for it and believe it because they are God's words and they are powerful. So I was hoping that some of this has hit home. Um, even just speaking about it now, it's kind of encouraging me, myself as well. So um, I hope, guys, that we just we just hang on to him and just watch the words that we say. Think about what we are professing out of our mouths. If it's something negative about ourselves or about a situation, then switch it. Find that decree to switch it around and see God work. So good. Finishes in prayer, bro. Yeah. Okay, Father God, we just give you thanks for, you know, everyone who's listening, who's watching. And thank you, God, that, you know, your word is so powerful. And I'm just asking you, God, that you will help us to kind of focus in on the words we say, the things that we say and how we say things. And fill us, Lord God, with your words so there'll be less of us and more of you so that your power will be, um, will be seen, that your name will be glorified. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.